Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 19, Legislative Reapportionment. The House of Representatives of the General Assembly of the State of Vermont is hereby... It was a very hotly debated issue. Many members knew that they were serving for the last time, and also the towns they represented would probably never be represented, really, in, in a true sense, again. May 14, 1965, the Vermont General Assembly votes to reapportion itself. Beginning in 1966, it would be made up of 150 representatives and 30 senators, with representation in the House based on the number of registered voters in a legislative district. Although representation in the Senate would continue to be based on population, counties would lose their guarantee of at least one senator. The reapportionment plan was the culmination of a conflict between the U.S. and Vermont constitutions over how representation in state legislatures should be determined. In Vermont, prior to 1965, towns and counties had been the determining units, according to Robert Pichet, clerk of the Vermont House of Representatives. Every town had in the Vermont House one representative, and only one. Each representative in the House, who, each member who represents a single member district, um, represents roughly 35, 3,600 people. In the past, before reapportionment, the member from Burlington represented around 35,000 people, and uh, a member from Victory or um, uh, Baltimore, Vermont, represented maybe um, 50 or 75 people. That kind of inequity was what the U.S. Supreme Court was addressing in 1962 when it handed down a ruling saying that states which did not base their legislative districts on people were violating the U.S. Constitution's guarantee of equal protection as spelled out by the 14th Amendment. It does make sense that uh, everyone represents about the same number of people. However, uh, there's a great history of, of uh, local government, local towns being autonomous, and uh, they had their own uh, town officials, which they still do, and uh, they had their own school, maybe, and their own uh, uh, fire warden, their own uh, constable. Uh, everything was a little community. Well, every one of those little communities had a representative, had a voice in Montpelier. With reapportionment, that disappeared in many cases. And, of course, our own Constitution provided that every town would be represented by one member. So it, the, the Supreme Court was directly against the wording of our own Constitution, and some people thought that we should stick with our Constitution. And a lot of people, many, many people, influential people in the House then who were very much against uh, reapportionment. But neither tradition nor state constitutional law would stand in the way of the federally mandated reapportionment. An attempt to challenge the U.S. Supreme Court ruling lost and with time running out, the Vermont General Assembly bowed to the inevitable. Although it was a move to greater representational fairness for citizens in larger communities, its critics said reapportionment would deprive small-town residents of their fair share of representation. I recall uh, one incident where this member from um, Standard, I guess he must have been in his 70s, was a tall, thin person, I remember, and when they were debating this, uh, he actually cried and, you know, unabashed tears flowed down his cheeks. He was so sad that his town of Standard probably will never again be represented, and I think maybe he was prophetic. Generally speaking, uh, we've had no member from Standard. 
and that's true with many other towns that uh, now people never heard of these little towns like Baltimore. So uh, it was a sad day uh, for many people. Everything has pros and cons, and that has to be one of the, the cons, I guess, of the, uh, of the reapportionment. Two recent changes have completed the revamping of Vermont's reapportionment process. In 1982, the General Assembly voted to change the basis for apportioning the House of Representatives from the number of registered voters to population. And in the 1986 general election, voters approved an amendment to the Vermont Constitution moving reapportionment to a 10-year cycle to take advantage of the latest census data. Once a subject of legal controversy and impassioned rhetoric, reapportionment has become an accepted part of the Vermont political process. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.